Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats, what they call the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Fender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. of their career. Here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you. Thank you, Saddlebell. Ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets. Thanks for that warm round of applause. We have so much show, as always, when we have a guest star. We're just going to blow on through the introduction saying this is Too Slim. I'm Ranger Doug. This is Woody Paul. And Joey, the Cow Polka King, leads our orchestra. That's Riders in the Sky for you. And our first song, Fred Rose's Immortal Home in San Antonio. I believe Texas Big Spender has sold many a baby chick to this dude. I was born in Texas, place I dearly love. That's where my ancestors lived and died. May nor Cincinnati may look good to you, but Texas always keeps me satisfied. Haven't got a worry, I haven't got a care. Haven't got a place to call my own. Though I'm out of money, still I'm a millionaire. I still have a home in San Antonio, where you greet your neighbor with a how you all. I'm happy as a king upon his throne. You can have a mansion or a cottage small. I'll just take my home in San Antonio. That's the king of the cowboy bitch. the Sultan of the Stomach Steinway. I've traveled o'er this country on my merry way. Been in crowds and felt I was alone. But when I feel like bragging, why I just stop and say, I'm a native son of San Antonio. There's a sweet somebody 
by the Alamo. Someday she's gonna be my very own. And we'll get a high chair in a year or two for our little home in San Antonio. For our little home in San Antonio. Riders Radio Theater will be back in the saddle after this fine tingling message from Mammoth Marketing. Here's gourmet pitchman El Philo, Larry Mammoth. Friends, what happened the last time you visited your favorite beanery and ordered some honest down-home Canadian cooking? Something like this? Mm. No, no. Stay out now and forevermore. Never, never ask for back bacon and labats ever again. This is El Philo Larry Mama saying if you want good old-fashioned Canadian cooking, you'll have to get it the good old-fashioned Canadian way. Cook it yourself, eh? <laughs> Free trade has made possible this incredible offer. Sergeant Dudley's Taste All the Territories Mountie Cookbook, chock full of he-man mouth-watering recipes from the land where men are men and women know it. Thank you, then, eh? I've included thousands of tantalizing ways to prepare mousse, eh? Mousse on the half shell, mousse Alfredo, mousse l'orange, mousse sushi, and of course, chocolate mousse, We've eh? included over 100 pages of beaver recipes. Yes, the tangy taste of these randy rodents is brought out delightfully in countless ways, from paddle on a stick to incisor stew to the classic quarter-pound McBeaver with cheese. Step-by-step -step line drawings will help you as you prepare caribou quickie, Canadian goose liver pate, wallet-sized walleye, and my own famous have-you-been soup. Sergeant Dudley reveals the secret of proper mental preparation for this demanding culinary canoe trip. First, a taste of the labats. To sample the vintage, eh? Well, perhaps I should top it off with another taste. Order now, the incredible Sergeant Dudley's Taste of the Territory's Mountie Cookbook. Charge! If you order before the midnight sun sets, you'll also receive a metric conversion table and currency exchange calculator pressed between two layers of pure plastic. And believe me, pal, you're going to need it. Do it now. Do it today. Call 1-9-BACK-BACON. That's 1-9-BACK-BACON. It's only 9 1326 Canadian. This is not a toll-free call. When I cook for you. And now, once again, back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you very much. Guest time here on Riders Radio Theater, and I'm going to turn over the introduction of our guest to the man who makes our guests possible. We know him because it's his name, as Too Slim. Right you are, Ranger Doug. Does the phrase, ha, mean anything to you? <laughs> ha! <laughs> yes, indeed. We have, a, we have a gentleman here. He's kind of a, a classic country comedian. From uh, He's been on MCA Records longer than any other artist, he's been telling me, which is about 20 years. He's a member of the world-famous Grand Ole Opry, a former fertilizer salesman from Yazoo City, Mississippi. Please make welcome Jerry Clower. Jerry! Good to see you. Shoot this thing. Yeah. Hey. Yes. Ah. Oh. I love y'all, because well. <laughs> y'all stamping out negativism. I'm sick of it. Negativism, I was watching the network news last night, and do you know there ain't nothing good went on in the whole world in the last 24 hours? <laughs> Not one thing. 
That narrator walked out there and looked like he just got over a hookworm treatment. <laughs> Negativism can ruin families, businesses, country. Oh, I run into negativism in my business, and I wish everybody would know the little old 13-year-old boy in my county. He got off the school bus the other day, and he told his mama, said, I don't play baseball. She said, you got to play by yourself. Well, a little fella got out in the backyard, and he took his bat and his ball, and he throwed the ball up in the air, and he drawed back with the bat, and he swung at it, and shoo, he missed it. He throwed the ball up in the air, and he swung at it again. Shoo, he missed it. He throwed the ball up a third time, and he drawed back, and he swung at it, and shoo, he missed it. And a little fella smiled and looked up and said, gosh. What a picture. <laughs> ah. We have a negative barber in my county. I've been working on him for 30 years. You go in his barber shop, his sun shining bright, say, pretty day today, ain't it? He said, be raining in an hour. If I wasn't a Christian, I'd hire somebody to kill him. As a town out there in Texas where one of y'all's from, a fellow will do it for $500. <laughs> and my buddy Bill went in that barber shop the other day, and that old pessimistic barber said, Bill, you ain't going to take a trip. Bill said, yeah, I'm going to catch TWA Airlines. I'm going to fly to Rome, and I'm going to visit with the Pope. He said, TWA is the sorriest airline in the world. They'll lose your suitcase, ain't never on time. You make it to Rome, Rome stinks this time of the year. You ain't going to get to see the Pope. If you see the Pope, you're going to stand down here on the ground. The Pope's going to be on a little old shelf way up, y'all, on the side of the wall. You ain't going to get to see him. Bill is back in the barbershop in about a month, and that old pessimistic barber said, Bill, you didn't take that dumb trip, did you? Bill said, I did take that trip, and you lied to me. TWA was wonderful. They was a great airline. They didn't lose my suitcase. It was right on time, and flight attendants was friendly. We landed in Rome. I took a whiff of Rome. Rome wasn't stinking. You lied about that. But you write about one thing, there was 100,000 folks all scrunched up together hoping that Pope would walk out on that shelf. And the old pessimistic barber said, you didn't get to see him either, did you, Bill? Bill said, I did do it. So while I was standing there hoping that Pope would walk out on that shelf, a fella pulled at my sleeve, said, hey, buddy, come with me. The Pope sent me after you. Went around and got on an elevator and went up four floors and the elevator door opened. <laughs> Woo! That was the Pope. And I said, brother Pope. This is a highlight of my trip, Brother Pope, getting to see you one-on-one. -on -one. Old pessimistic barber said, Bill, why did the Pope pick you out of all them people and bring you up an individual? He said, I wondered the same thing and asked the Pope. And the Pope said, young man, I wanted to pray with you and counsel with you because out of 100,000 people, you undoubtedly got the sorest haircut of anybody I ever saw. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry Clower, are you, I know you're busy, I know you're selling tapes at truck stops till the heaven won't have it, yeah. uh, you got any big trips planned in the near future? Uh, yeah, I, I aim to go to Rome. 
You're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to Europe. I'm going to go by Rome and buy me a 48-inch pizza. <laughs> Jerry Clower, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good trip. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddlebiles. We'll be right back. Here's a little of Pawnee Bill's favorite song, the classic Annie Laurie. Welcome back, Buckaroos and Buckarets. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode two of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Phantom. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, troubling times have befallen riders in the sky. Literally anything that could go wrong for them has done so. The idol of American youth, Ranger Doug, has been convicted of several serious crimes and is now a fugitive from justice. His failure to appear in court resulted in his $50,000 bond being forfeited. As if that weren't bad enough, the bail money had been loaned to the riders by Slocum in return for a lock, stock, and barrel mortgage on their home, the famed old Triple X Ranch. Slocum, of course, is the villainous viper who framed Ranger Doug as in, as, and is in the process of forcing out several landholders so that he might gain control of the water rights to the valley. Until recently, all that stood in his way were the Triple X and Miss Marm's down-home organic prune ranch. Through the handiwork of his 300-pound henchman, Charlie, he's ruined Miss Marm's prune crop and has her on the verge of financial ruin. And when Ranger Doug failed to appear in court, Slocum foreclosed on the Triple X and a tearful high share of drywall was forced to evict riders in the sky minus the missing Ranger Doug from their home on the range. Where is Ranger Doug? He's suffering from amnesia after falling into a secret cavern, and now he believes to be himself to be Don Ricardo Proboscis, the legendary Phantom of the Valley. At the conclusion of the preceding episode, just after the riders had been bedded down for the night on the open range, all hell broke loose. It began to rain. A rampaging grizzly tore through their camp, and a crazed gang of headless psycho comps and machine gunners started blasting away. Time to find out now, two slim as we present episode two of Return of the Tub of the Phantom entitled Merciful Heavens. What's going on here? Help, help, help somebody. Help, Clem, help, Clem, help, Clem, help, wake help, up, wake help. up. Huh? Wake what? up, partner, it's okay. Huh? You're having a dream, a bad a dr dream. Yeah. A dream? Yeah, that's all it is, partner. It's it's not raining? No, it's not raining. There's, no. there's no grizzly? No, no grizzly, nope. No headless Psycho Thompson submachine gunners? No, no. Headless Psycho, moosh. It's them store-bought frozen radio dinners we had for supper. Gave you them dreams. You never dreamt like that on my cooking. That's cause you can't sleep with severe indigestion. Well, ex <laughs> exactly. Say, what do you mean by that? 
You Jaspers ought to learn to program your dreams, like I do. Program your dreams? Well, how do you do that? I guess you start by not eating his cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's no, no, you lunkhead want to know about this or not. Well, all right. Tell us what you do then. Well, it's very simple and scientifical. When you're ready to go to bed, you turn around three times, winding up facing the North Pole. That's very important. You're aligning your subconscious magnetism. Oh. Then you lay down, cross your fingers for luck, and tell yourself what you want to dream. Oh. And presto, next thing you know, you're in dreamland and doing just what you want to do. Oh. That's the craziest thing I ever heard of, oh. side meat. Crazy ideas like that's what happens when your body starved for nutrients year after year from eating your cooking. Oh, my cooking, Woody Paul, is the only reason you got what little sense you have, which is about two cents worth. You all two. Well, I'm I'm gonna, boys, boys, <laughs> take it easy for Pete's sakes. We need to get some rest so we can get an early start tomorrow and try to find Ranger Doug. All right. Man's a fool to argue with accordion players and cooks. I'm, I'm going to go to bed right now. Good night. I'm going to try to get some sleep, too. Good night, everybody. Oh, oh, let's see now. One, two, three. Which way is north? Oh, there's the Big Dipper. Oh, there's the North Star. Okay. Oh, I'm getting sick and tired of everybody putting down my cooking. Frozen radio dinners. Oh, I don't get no respect. Boy, if I had a dream, I'd tell you what I'd do. Oh, Come and get it, Side Meats Radio Theater is on the air. Yo, Leo, Side Meats cooking on the radio. He's cooking up a great new show. So come on and let's go. Yes, it's Side Meats Radio Theater brought to you by Earthquake Beans. They move ya. And now here's the old gourmet camp cook himself, Mr. Side Meat. Thank you, Texas Bix, the voice that sold a million cans of beans over border radio. And thank you, cookaroos and cookerettes. Well, we ain't gonna waste no time with fiddle players and yodeling any of that junk. We're getting right to the story. Take it away, Texas Bix. Yes, sir, Mr. Meat. It's a beautiful autumn morning in Tumbleweed Valley, and as they are on so many of these mornings, Riders in the Sky are just finishing up another great, wonderful breakfast. Mm, 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 mm. Side Meat, this breakfast is so delicious. Can I have some more, please? Me too, Side. Your bean waffles just get better and better. Mm. Oh, all right. This'll be your tenth serving, but here you go. Oh, boy. How about you, Ranger Doug? Oh, I just can't help myself, Side. I'll, I'll take another cup of that delicious coffee, too. Okay, here you go. I'll pour and, and you twist. Thanks. Say, I guess you'll be heading into town this afternoon for the county fair. Yeah, and I bet you'll be collecting another trunk load of big blue ribbons for your Pickled biscuits and beans, <laughs> and your coffee and everything else you make, side oh, me. Oh, pshaw. Oh, somebody could beat me sometime, you know, even though nobody ever has. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to enter any of my gourmet cooking this year. What? You don't mean it. Why not, Side? It's just not fair to all the other contestants. Since no one's ever won but me in over 20 years now, I just figure it's time to give somebody else a chance. Well, that's mighty nice of you, Side Meat. You sure are a wonderful fellow. You know, I've often said that myself. Boy, you sure I'll, are, Side Meat. I'll say. Whoop, I'll get it, fellas. Hello, Triple X Ranch, Ranger Doug, idol of American youth speaking. Why, yes, this is where the world-famous gourmet cook, Side Meat, lives. Hold on, and I'll get him for you. It's for you, Mr. Meat. Well, thanks, Ranger Doug. Hello, Side Meat speaking. Uh, hello, Mr. Meat. 
This is Julia Child here. All right. Howdy, Julie. What can I do for you? I'm preparing your famous dish, Coron Snake and Beans. Yeah. And I'm a little confused by one of the steps. Which one's that? Ah, uh, step number three. It calls for a ball-peen hammer to tenderize the snake. Yeah. I'm afraid I don't have a ball-peen hammer in my kitchen. Well... And I've not been able to find one at any of the stores at which I shop. So what I'm wondering is... Is there something I can use in place of the ball-peen hammer? Nope, you gotta have a ball-peen. Go to the hardware store. It's the only thing that'll tenderize a rattler. Uh, they'll fix you up with one, and while you're there, get yourself a couple of 16D roofing nails so you can nail each end of the snake down while you beat it. <laughs> I see. Well, thank you, Mr. Meat. You've been most helpful. Well, so long, Julie. Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you. Your publisher called earlier, and your new cookbook, The Complete Bean Blowout, is still number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Number one, that makes 59 straight weeks. You sure deserve all these wonderful things that are happening to you. Side meat, things are really going your way, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much, Ranger Doug. Oh, I ain't won the uh, publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes yet, but other than that... Uh, Hello? Just a second. Uh, side, it's, yeah. it's for you again. It's Ed McMahon. Mo, Mo, thanks, Woody. Hello? Yes, this is Side Meat. Mo, first prize, you don't say. And a Buick, Mo. And a bonus all expense paid trip to Rome for being an early bird entry. The Pope, Mo. Okay, so long and thanks, Ed. Mo. I won. I won. Boys, I'm off on an all-expense-paid trip to Rome, and the Pope wants to meet me, and I'm going to cook dinner for him. And so, after a whirlwind of personal appearances, bank deposits, and award dinners, Mr. Meat finds himself in the first-class section of a TWA jumbo jet bound for Italy. May I get you anything, Mr. Meat? Uh, no thanks, Stuart, but this here feller next to me may want something. Oh, would you like anything, Mr. Clower? No, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, well, if either of you need anything, just give me a call. Uh, we will. Thank you very much. Boy, it's the only way to fly, ain't it? I'll say, Jerry Clower is my name and fertilizer is my game. Well, I I'm pleased to meet you, Jerry. My name's Side Meat, and well, I'm the world-famous gourmet cook. You who? Side Meat, the world-famous gourmet cook. Uh, you heard of me, eh? I don't believe I have, and as much as I like groceries, if you was world famous, look like I'd have heard of you. Hey, are you insinuating that I'm prevaricating? No, I ain't insinuating that, but a lot of folks get the big head about how famous they are. I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding on your part, and you done got to smelling yourself. Well, that is a sorry haircut, pal, is all I got to say. <laughs> The flight continues, but the conversation doesn't. And soon side meet is enjoying the sights of the eternal city of Rome and an audience with the Pope. It is Sunday morning, and St. Peter's Square in the Vatican is thronged with 100,000 people. On a balcony high above, two dissimilar figures wave to the crowd. In the crowd below, a bright red plaid jacket stands out. The man wearing it is a familiar fertilizer salesman. <gasps> Excuse me, mister. See, si, one suerte. Those guys up there, they so far away, I can't make them out standing up there on the shelf. Can you tell me who they are? Well, I don't know who the gentleman in the little white hat is, but the man next to him is the world-famous gourmet cook, Signore Side Meat. Oh! Side Meat, Side Meat. 
Side me. Side me. Wake up. Wake up. Time to wake up, side. Wake up, side me. You're dreaming. It's time to torture us with breakfast again. Dreaming? I was dreaming? Yeah. What Must happened to the accordion sting that would bring me out of the dream? <laughs> Thank you. Boy, that must have been a nice dream, too, because you sure had a mighty big smile on your face, side me. Well, I, of course, I know how to dream, Woody Palmer. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, let's get a move on here. We've got to find Ranger Doug. All right, hold your horses. I've got to find that publisher clearinghouse thing. Send it in. <laughs> And so another day begins in Tumbleweed Valley, a day of adventure, excitement, and maybe even a little romance. But it will have to wait until next time when we present episode three of Return of the Phantom, entitled The Vice Titans. It's colossal, gigantic, towering melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming to this, Theater of the Mind. Now here again are Riders in the Sky and Jerry Clower. Thank you. Jerry. Hey. Ha. Yeah. Jerry, do you have a joke that would last about a minute? Uh, yeah. Uh, Marcel Edbetter bought him a racehorse, him and his pupwood buddies, and they raced that horse in Faraday, Louisiana last Saturday. Well, I was working executive in in Owensboro, Kentucky, and I called Marcel. I said, Marcel, did your racehorse win? He said, no, but it took six of them to whoop him. <laughs> oh. Well, that's close enough to a minute for me. Seven <laughs> other big hand for Jerry Jerry Clower, thank you. Gracious gentlemen. And until we meet again, Saddle Pals, tune in the same station, same time, next week for Riders Radio Theater. So long, Saddle Pals, it's so good to see you. Farewell, Saddle Pals, we really hate to leave you. But the doggies are a-flowing, round up time is nigh. A prairie moon is coming from a starry western sky. So farewell, saddle pals, our parting brings us sorrow. On down the trail, we'll find a bright tomorrow. Keep those faces smiling round your home corral. So until we meet again, goodbye, This is the X-Star Radio Network.